Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Patrick Dorian. Wonderful. Word of the day, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, because you knew I was going to ask how you're doing. That's exactly right. Yeah, all right, I want to change things up next time. Yeah. I'm going to say, what's your shoe size? <laughs> and I'll, you won't be ready for that, will you? No, you won't. Well, Ziggy Rodriguez will be. What is your shoe size? Wunderbar. Oh, oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> not I messed up. I he, messed up. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, see, if I'd messed up, I'd restart the program, but we're not going to mess up. We restart when you guys mess up. We know how it No, we do. That uh, is what I tell the shoe salesman when I walk into the store. Way to bring that back around. That is very good. So we are in the middle of our Decalogue for Evangelization shows. I mean, it's a series. We don't often do a series of shows here no, at the Catholic stuff. Cafe. And we are uh, in the process of trying to, uh, I guess, define these 10 basic principles that will help evangelizing. We are. Uh, and so I'll just rattle them off here. Know Jesus and make him known. That's number one. That's very important. Number two, mate, uh, meet people where they are and journey with them to where they are called to be. Number three, live for the future in the present and formed by history. Number four, which we'll be talking about today, is back to the basics. Number five is make it relevant. Number six, collaborate to accomplish great things. Number seven, teach a man to fish. Number eight, salvation is born of the family. Number nine, it makes a difference to this one. And number ten, there is a God and I am not him. So all uh, th- these are things that I came up with, and I think you guys probably have shared many of these as well, and it's not like I invented this list, but I have found that these were the ones that really worked for me uh, when, I'm, when I'm evangelizing, when I'm spreading the good news, sharing the good news. And so um, we're going to focus now on this number four, all right. and that is back to the basics. And so what does that mean exactly? What does back to the basics mean? And why I added that into the Decalogue for Evangelization is because I've been disturbed lately, uh, well, for many reasons, but for one, primarily, well, I'm just saying I'm disturbed often. Generally speaking. Yeah, that can be problematic. That's a whole other show. Let's let's (laughs) stick with this topic. Um, You know, when you hear statistics Mm -hmm. that tell you the age that people leave the church and why, uh, when you find out uh, the statistics that will tell us how many Catholics actually believe what the Catholic Church teaches. I have the unique experience of, of teaching seniors theology in a high school. And, I, you know, it's, a, it's an eye-opener mm-hmm. to, to realize where, where young people are. And I'm thinking, well, those young people are going to become older people, right? And they're maturing into the church, and they're, they are the future of the church. And they're not all 100% into the church, Right? right, and there's some eye-opening stuff there, but but there's some simple things that I think a lot of Catholics, especially the the older Catholics like myself, I say older, but the ones who've we'll say seasoned, rightly seasoned, hmm. um, you know, will will believe things. It's like, well, everyone believes this, right? If you're Catholic, you believe this, right? You believe that that Christ is truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. Yeah, that's a given. You believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins to reconcile you to his Father forever. You, you believe that Mary is our mother. 
uh, that we have recourse to her, and she will lead us to her son, Jesus. You believe uh, all these, the, the seven sacraments and the, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we believe these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem is, I think that there's, um, well, there's not that reliance anymore on the fact that people believe those things. When we saw the statistic recently that only 30% of Catholics actually believed that the Eucharist was the true presence of Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, well, that's a problem. It is. And so in terms of evangelizing, you know, there are so many things, so many ways that we approach people. There are so many things that we can talk about. And people want to launch into certain things. And, and, and sometimes it may seem like lofty, lofty theology to some people. And the problem with that is sometimes we, we, we go there, but we haven't really convinced them of the basics, of the sim- simplistic basics that, that Jesus came and, and presented to us and all these sacraments. And right, So wh- where are those basics in our conversations with people? Um, and, and really we need to get back to the basics in a profound way because I think that's what people need. Mm-hmm. Right? Instead of trying to, you know, give them the seven layers of this and, and all the different, you know, and you start thinking like, I think there's some beautiful things that we learn from our saints uh, and from these great theologians and these great writers. But then I also think that there's like some basic simplistic things that Jesus taught. Kind of like a Man- the Yamansky commercials on ESPN, you know, when he was drilling, like get back to just drilling the basics of, of baseball. That's right. That's right. Because it's essentially the core of the game. So for us, the core of the faith, I mean, Jesus, Jesus taught, and he taught people who were largely uneducated, uneducated mm-hmm. which is why he used parables and things like that. But, but really trying to, to teach people in ways that were simple. I mean, I, I, one of the things I think about a lot is, uh, is Eucharist itself. And, and I think sometimes we want to talk about the theology of transubstantiation, which is awesome, and, and we need to talk about that. But maybe the way we approach people is, why would Jesus come to us as bread? Mm. You know, and you, and you don't often, you say, I don't know. Right? And that leads people to say things like, you think that God would cram himself into that little cookie? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and you start thinking about those things that way, and it can get, get confusing, and people start going, I don't know if I believe it. But if you were to approach it from a more simplistic way or uh, a basic way to say, look, the God of the universe that is more immense and awesome than we could ever imagine, that we could even conjure up in our minds, we couldn't really fully grasp all that God is, would come to us in a way so simple, so common, so accessible as bread. Right? A daily substance. Give us this day our daily bread. And this is how God comes to us. Well, that's a basic thing. That's a, that's a basic truth. And I think when I talk to people in that way, not because they're dumb, not because I don't think they can handle the, the theological truth, but it's a way to invite them into uh, wanting to know more, right? To, to say, like, look, uh, you know, you, you don't have to fully grasp and understand everything theologically, but you like bread, right? You need bread, right? You need sustenance, right? Jesus comes to us as bread. Mm-hmm. And you start realizing, okay, and then they're in. Right, and then we start solving some of the issues with people not believing some well, of those things. I think also what comes to mind as I'm listening to you is it, it hits home to the other person that there is something knowable 
about matters of faith. Right. It isn't just some hazy thing of, oh, you know, this is what I think about God today. Right. It is, there's a 2,000-year-old church with traditions, and you can actually know the basics of the faith, and you can know beyond the basics of the faith, but you have to begin with the basics, and that there is something to actually sink your teeth into there in the church. No, you're exactly right. And, and the fact that the church is approachable, right? There's, there's not a test, Right, essentially, so the basics of know Jesus, love Jesus, right? And, and that's where you start. You have a relationship with Jesus. I mean, we have relationships. We know what that is. And so a simple, basic way to evangelize is to, to like, where some people have asked, like, do you know Jesus? But essentially to introduce them right. to, the, to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when they have that relationship, then they want to know more about Jesus. They want to know more about the, the church that he founded. And, and what does that church teach and why and where does that come from? But if we start in that basic way, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's easily digestible. right? We keep talking about food because we're talking about Eucharist. But when people see things that way, it's no longer this deeply um, confusing or lofty. I keep saying lofty because a lot of times people think like, I don't. That's above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. I don't understand all that stuff. And there's greater, more powerful and holy minds than mine have come up with, conjured and, and writ, written all these big, long theological treatises and books and, and, and all these things that I'm never really going to fully grasp. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I pick up something uh, by Pope Benedict XVI or even uh, Pope St. John Paul II, when you read that, I've got to read some of those sentences more than once or oh, twice. Yeah. So, And I'm not saying that you shouldn't use that material when you're evangelizing. What I am saying is if I hand a, a, a book of the English translation of the theology of the body to someone who's thinking about becoming Catholic, that may not be the way to get into the door. Right. You know, I think... <clears throat> A hard truth for a lot of folks, especially those who are very intellectually oriented and love to go into those more complex questions, is that the fullness of the truth of God is far more inaccessible to the most brilliant minds in the world compared to what the, simp- you know, what the simplest heart can access with regard to the fullness right. of God. No, I agree. And in fact, I mean, I, I'll, I'll what you just said like went way over my head, and I don't even understand what you said. But I think what you said, <laughs> and the way I would express it is, I know some really smart, 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 smart people who lock their keys in the car while it's running. Right. You know, I, I know a Harvard graduate who came in one day and said, "Hey, uh, anybody know how to like Jimmy a lock?" <laughs> you know, he, I don't know why he came to me. <laughs> he looked like that kind of person. I said, dude, what happened? Locked my keys in the car. Oh, that's awful. Do you have anybody who's like, you know, it's kind of running. <laughs> you know, so, so you know, this idea of that it's not intelligence that brings you closer to God. Right. It's your humanity. In fact, what's so beautiful about it and what's so simple about it is God became human. Right. He took on humanity. Jesus took on flesh to actually have that relationship with us mm-hmm. so that we could like, hey, he's a brother. Right. Mm-hmm. I can, he can walk with me. I can walk with him. And, and that simple relationship is what leads to, to the beauty and the sacredness and, and the gift that is church and, and, and all the doctrine that, that, that flows from that relationship. Well, and, and just in terms of the head versus the heart, this person might be able to explore and rattle off really complex areas of theology, but has their heart really received and fully consumed 
the simplest basics of the faith, such as, yes, Jesus is really there in the Eucharist. And I think making sure that it's not just that they're checking off the intellectual boxes so they can move to the bigger, harder boxes, but really making sure that the person that you're evangelizing has really received into the heart these basics. So teaching RCIA, Sam, I've had that very experience where I've had people at the end of the process or towards the end of the process, they get worried and they call me and they say, I don't know if I'm ready to come in. Why? Well, I'm struggling with this concept of Eucharist. I'm, I'm literally, how is this even possible? And so, so what I end up talking and how I counsel those, those folks, I say, look, you know, we can wait. We can do it next year. But be careful not to, like, put intellectual uh, boundaries around these doctrines and understand that as humans, we're not ever going to fully grasp how it's even remotely possible. What we have to do in our humanity is to trust and then to assent, right, to agree that there's God and I'm not him. That's number 10 on my evangelization list. But but the reality is that sometimes it's just a matter of assenting to the truth and saying, I, tr- I trust and God, you know, give me faith. You're asking them to believe first and then they'll see. Believe in God first. I th- trust I think in God so. first. And, and Holy I, Spirit. Exactly. And I think I've found some some intellectual which is hard to do you know you're exactly right especially if you're coming from a protestant church where you're used to having biblical proofs of things right and that are laid out uh systematically in some ways now those are also available to catholics Mm -hmm. and there are lots of biblical proofs and there's systematic theology that can apply to catholicism but i just have found that that people who are searching sometimes are, are waiting for you know, this list of 33 and a half reasons why I'm supposed to become Catholic or whatever, and it, it's they're intellectual. And there's a part where sometimes, you know, the head leads to the heart, and sometimes the heart leads to the head, and vice versa. But the reality is uh, there is a, a, a simple um, truth that Jesus just wants to know you and wants you to trust him and follow him on this journey. And sometimes that's enough. Which is a whole lot of heart. That is a whole lot of heart. Now, you're exactly right. So yeah. so it's just, uh, but again, back to the basics. That's where we're going, and that's where I think my evangelization has been most successful. And I say the Lord using me in evangelistic ways uh, has been more successful, I think, for the Lord in that way when when I'm seeing things from a basic basic perspective and helping people uh, in a very simplistic way to understand basic, simple truths and why that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Why is Mary a great uh, truth to know? Like, do you have a mother? Yes. It's just like that. Mm-hmm. Don't you love your mother? Aren't you, don't you turn to her when you, when you scrape your knee or when you're, you need help on your homework or, you know, you, you, whatever. And it's like all the things that mother uh, did for us. And she, she, you know, we maybe as a baby, we had a face only a mother could love. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in our sinfulness, uh, we have a heart that only the mother of Jesus could love, right? That our mother Mary can love. And the reality is that love, that's simple. And it's born out in nature, and it's laid out in nature. And that's a simple, basic truth that helps us to understand. And it's led many, many, many people closer to the church, closer to Jesus, um, and all of all of the teachings of the church. Hmm. So we have more to talk about here in our Decalogue for Evangelization. And number four, back to the basics. Uh, we were gonna, we'll continue that uh, on the other side of this break that we're going to take. Uh, but before we take that break, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. 
And like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. And we'll be right back after this. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Just about every family that celebrates Christmas will set up a nativity scene somewhere in their home. But most people are unfamiliar with the origins of this beautiful custom. The solemn tradition of the Christmas crash was started by none other than St. Francis of Assisi in the early 13th century. Just a few short years before his death, St. Francis traveled to Greccio, a small Italian town built on a beautiful mountainside, so that he might celebrate Christmas there. But because the local church was not near large enough to hold all those who desired to attend Midnight Mass, he sought permission from the Pope to hold Mass in a niche in a mountain wall in the town square. But this Midnight Mass would prove to be quite unique. St. Francis set up the altar in preparation for the solemn occasion. St. Bonaventure, in his work, The Life of St. Francis of Assisi, written just after the death of St. Francis, takes up the story from here. He says... Then he prepared a manger and brought hay and an ox and an ass to the place appointed. The brethren were summoned, the people ran together, the forest resounded with their voices, and that venerable night was made glorious by many and brilliant lights and sonorous psalms of praise. The man of God, St. Francis, stood before the manger, full of devotion and piety, bathed in tears and radiant with joy. The Holy Gospel was chanted by Francis, the Levite of Christ. Then he preached to the people around the nativity of the poor king, and being unable to utter his name for the tenderness of his love, he called him the Babe of Bethlehem. That would be special enough if the story ended there, but it doesn't. St. Bonaventure then goes on to tell us that a miracle occurred on that cold and clear Christmas morning on the mountainside. After St. Francis prayed before the tiny wooden manger, a beautiful baby appeared for all to see, sleeping in the manger. It was the Christ child. The entire town and all those pilgrims who had come to celebrate Midnight Mass with St. Francis were genuinely moved by this miraculous event. Not only that, but, lest anyone in the town should doubt, there were many stories of the miraculous healings that came from touching the hay on which Jesus slept. And so, to this very day, the tradition of the Christmas creche, the nativity scene, is held with great reverence in the homes of Christians throughout the world. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And this is Deacon Jeff. Thank you, Deacon Chip Jones, the voice of the Catholic Cafe. He doesn't get enough recognition. <laughs> he's good, man. He's he is good. good. He's solid. Mm-hmm. And he's very tall. He is tall. He is a very, very tall man. He's the tallest uh, deacon in the uh, diocese, isn't he? Maybe in the world. I'm not sure. <laughs> he's he's up there. Um, so this is Deacon Jeff, by the way, and we're mm-hmm. talking about the Decalogue for Evangelization. We're talking about number four, Back to the Basics. I'm sitting here with Tom Dorian and with Ziggy Rodriguez, and we're... You know, Ziggy, you were making a point in the break. That's when your best points are always made in the break about this idea of of the power behind something so basic. Well, the bigness of these basics, 
right? So like the bigness of what's made possible once somebody has really come to accept with childlike trust that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. What does that then mean for their life? I mean, that's that's life-changing. You can then at that point, there might be all sorts of complicated stuff that they might not be able to sort out with you in conversation, but you can take them then to an adoration chapel and say, Jesus is really there. Right, and so instead of walking by the adoration chapel, yes. literally, I mean, because people do it. I mean, even Catholics will walk by the adoration chapel. Mm-hmm. And then some of you watch like the one at St. Louis Church at our home parish um, where Tom and I are, you know, people will walk down that hallway and sometimes you'll see people stop and bow. And then other people kind of look at you like, did you drop a contact lens or something? What's you looking at the floor over there? It's like, and so more and more people, when they recognize what's happening in there, who's in there, it's like, so that little basic concept of Christ's presence in the Eucharist, well, all my problems, all my worldly issues, all the things that I'm struggling with, hey, take it to the man. That's right. He's literally right in there. You could actually sit in front of him. Right and and that and I think that changes things and opens up a world that people they never had a concept of before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that is powerful and that's what those basics actually do. These aren't just like little simple things that you know you don't need. They're not tidbits. Right. I mean they're they're big huge concepts that are that are presented in a way that's so simple. And a lot of the more dangerous heresies that have like caused people to go way far astray. It's because they didn't know the basics. It wasn't some finer point of theology that they lost track of. It was the basics that they lost track right. of. Right. So all the all the the Arian heresies, all the early heresies about who Jesus was, they struggled with that. It's like, okay, you know what? He's God and he's man. Now I deal with that, you know? And in and, and the reality it's a kind of a simple concept that God would take on flesh and and become one of us to walk among us. That's so simple and so beautiful, and we don't often talk about it. Um, you know, and it's not just about what we've talked about, like what we teach, the doctrine, and and the basics of the Catholic faith, the base, the basics um, that people need to know. And when they have, encounter those basics, it leads them to all these other greater uh, concepts. But the but the reality is, back to the basics in evangelization doesn't just mean the content. It can also mean the process, right? And, and so I think about my uh, first journalism class, you know, who, what, when, where, and why. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you, like, in the first paragraph of your newspaper article, it should answer all of these questions, you know. And, and if you think about it that way, evangelization, the who, what, when, where, and why, and, and, and back to the basics. So, like, the what we share in evangelizing, you know, keeping it simple, mm-hmm. keeping it straightforward. Don't make it complex, it's beautiful that it's mysterious, but help them embrace a mystery in a simple way. Don't tell them that, like, well, if you get to the third degree of the second separation of the the linear, the moon, whatever, and you're gonna, that's how you're gonna figure this out. No, that's not how Jesus presented himself. It's like, hello, I'm Jesus. I love you, and 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 you, you know, then like when you react to that and have a relationship, it changes everything. It's actually quite simple, but also like the how we evangelize. Right? How how do we reach these people? It's 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 more simple than we want. Don't make it complex. Don't make it to be um, 
you know, you've got to watch this 17-part DVD series that evangelization only works when you're inundating with all this content, with all this stuff, and they've got to go to these uh, meetings and whatever. The reality is it comes down to a relationship, a personal relationship with you, with another person. That's what Jesus did, and, and we should do that. So the how we evangelize is important. Where we evangelize is important, mm-hmm. right? Why are we thinking that everything has to be done long distance and everything's on the web? And I'm not saying those Podcast. are bad things. Podcasts, our radio program, these are wonderful things and wonderful opportunities. But the reality is, I think evangelization is most effective when it's done together with another person where you sure. journey and walk with another. That's true. And, and so that idea of where, and that's, that's in our family, that's amongst our friends, the people that we have encountered in life and whose trust we've gained and who they're willing to listen to us, mm-hmm. where they won't necessarily listen to a Bible track that's laid on their pillow. Right. right? Th- th- that's nice. But I don't know that pe- anyone ever said, hey, I want to become Catholic. Why? Because my mother kept laying this Bible track on my pillow. That's not usually how it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I think that sometimes we need to look in the, the, the basic way in, uh, in where and how and what we, we do when we evangelize. And then also who we evangelize. Right? The who is um, any human being that has ears and that has a heart and that, that is one that God loves. Don't always look for the biggest you know, uh, rock to break down. Right, mm-hmm. it it may be someone sitting next to you, mm-hmm. you know. It may be a, a friend of yours. It may be someone in your family. Mm-hmm. That evangelization, uh, who we're evangelizing again, not looking at this multitude of peoples, but looking at the one person. Right, because you can guarantee that there's at least one other person that that person is going to be better equipped at evangelizing than you will, because of who they uniquely are. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. And then of course the last uh, the last. Uh, who, what, when, where, and why we evangelize. It can be as basic as, because Jesus said so. He did. Right? As simple as that. But also, it's like, I want to go to heaven. It's a good place. Therefore, I think I want everyone else to be in heaven with me. Good point. Right? And so, it's that simple. It's not to build my parish church. To, to We've got a, we got a big program here. We've got this program. We've got the largest RCIA in the city. We've got, or the diocese, we've, we've got the largest parish. We bring in the most money and the, all of this stuff. It's not about the most. It's not it's all not, about all this. things. It's not for you either. It's not another notch in your belt. Exactly. It's the base. It's the kerygma. It's the simple gospel truth being right. shared with another. Amen. So if we look at evangelization from a basic standpoint, and that's where when we evangelize, if we're thinking back to the basics, especially in the doctrine, in the content of what we share with people, but also that who, what, when, where, and why, and we see all that, keep it simple, stupid, right? That KISS principle mm-hmm. that seems to uh, always be missing from corporate America, mm-hmm. right? Don't make things more complex than they need to be. Right, and I think God works amazing miracles in the simplicity of life. He does, right? and, and and I think I mean I mean look at Sam, he's a simple person, you know, and, <laughs> yes. and amazing you. miracles are working right next to us. So, That's all awesome. kidding aside, Sam, thank you for being here. And uh, and guys, back to the basics, and who can lead us in a basic way to Jesus better than anybody else? And that's our mama, Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. 
visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.